0: Guys, I can't tell you how excited I am to be sitting down to actually have a conversation with my fave friends, the peeps of the podcast. (laughs) What a huge few weeks, and I am fully embodying the messiness that is life, and I can't wait to share with you some real-time clusterfuckery events from the weekend, and that is basically going to be the theme of today's podcast, Messiness of Life. Here we go. It has been May jaw. So this is actually the first podcast that I probably sat down and recorded straight off the cuff for you guys in maybe like four to five weeks. I did have a few batched ready to go um, because I knew that the launch of my brand new book, Messy, would have been large and it was an all-encompassing. And knowing myself the way that I do know myself, Um, which I suggest that everyone gets to know themselves, I knew that energetically after something as um, expansive and huge and all encompassing as a launch, I wouldn't have a lot to give in terms of like interesting things. Or anything of value afterwards. So I was organized, which I thank my past self for being organized. And I had those there for you. Um, And I hope that you've had a chance to tune in to Jess Williams and the amazing Felicity from Imbibe. Highly rate those podcasts. They were very cool women sharing very cool things. And yeah to recap Messi is now out there it's going really really well if you do have a copy of Messi and you've read it i would be so grateful if you could go and give um messy a great review on goodreads or amazon or booktopia wherever you got um your copy from that makes all the difference and bumps the book up in ratings so if you have read it please share your thoughts on whether or not you feel like this could be helpful um, or relatable for other women. Yeah, that's super helpful. But what I wanted to talk to you about today was our amazing intentions and how they can often go pear-shaped. And that is the messiness that this whole book is about. And the freedom in giving yourself permission to be yourself and live your life and make mistakes and hope for the best because on the weekend, um, like the kid, the boys are getting to an age now where I, you know, can take them out and do more things and it's getting marginally easier unless they split, which has also happened. And oh my God, I could tell you so many random moments like where I'm just like, like so many mums, like we're left standing there holding the bags, literally, and the kids are just like running a riot act, and it's just like, what the fluff do we do here? But I thought I had planned like the ultimate like rad mum day. Like I thought I was, you know, because I'm like not a craft mum. I don't, I I don't do it. Not into it. Can't. It's just not. It's not a passion of mine. <laughs> mine. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do craft with you. I don't want to play play-doh with you. I love you. I will take you outside. We'll go on adventures. We'll do all those fun things. Don't make me do craft. And I really am not a fan of cooking with children either. Like I know that it's a really important step and we have to let them butter the toast and all of that. I just find it really stressful. And sometimes I don't have the inner Zen to do that and i really just want to do it myself so hats off i am so glad that we have moms that do lots of cooking with their children and let them crack the eggs and all of that i honestly feel like i'm going to have an aneurysm and that's obviously my type a controlling likeness coming out in that element i don't want to do it i don't want you to touch it get out of the kitchen please so who yeah that's just a little truth bomb for you today. So if you're a mum who's not a huge fan of playing those games and doing those things, solidarity sister, you show your children love in a million different ways. It's not Play-Doh, that's just not my gem. And thank God for the mums who do, do that because I salute you, I honor you, I'm glad we have people like you, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so I totally planned To do the fun mum thing on the weekend. I was like, wow, my friends from Kobe from Meriwether Beach Clean, which I'm also going to get her on the podcast because what they've started is really cool. And I think it's something that many of us can take inspiration from in finding something that they're passionate about. And Kobe's really passionate about the oceans and the animals and taking care of that. And they've started something you know, that gets the community together. And anyway, I'll let her tell you about it, but they had the Merryweather beach clean was at nine. And then a beautiful friend that I've made through Instagram, Adina, um, from Airbread and bees on Instagram, who I'm also going to get on the podcast, who is a beekeeper. She rescues swarms of bees and rehomes them, which I just think is so amazing. I love bees like I love bees. I'm obsessed with them. I think they're phenomenal. If you've read Messy, there's a little like excerpt on there where I was like looking out for bees and reading up on bees because they make my heart happy and the most interesting little creatures. So anyway, chatting to Adina and she said that I should bring the boys out one day and we'll have a look at the hives um, that she has at her home. And I was like, psyched. I was forking pumped and the boys were psyched. So we were doing the beach clean at nine. We were doing the bees at 11. And I'm like to myself, yes, I am such a good mom. This is such a great day. Like I'm giving my kids all the experiences, which, you know, like life is full. We don't always get time to do these fun things. And sometimes like, the thought of dragging them to the beach and packing all the things and all the snacks, like all the snacks, like why is there so many snacks? We're pretty, I'm like my children's snack bitch for sure. Like they're just like snacks, snacks, constantly. Anyway, so I was like, this is is it. So we did the beach clean, it was great. It was so fluffing windy. But the kids found all the like things they got to wear their gloves that they had to buy from Bunnings ages ago. So anyway, they were feeling super proud of themselves. And I was feeling like super smug because, yep, I've done something for the environment. I'm like life points for me, like on the tally board, they're going up there. And like my theme song was like, I have the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight rising up. And anyway, so I was feeling really good about myself. And, you know, then we got to the bees and they loved it. We got out there, it was phenomenal. Like, Adina's backyard, where she has the hives, is just like a wonderland of a beautiful garden and all these beautiful flowers, which obviously the bees are just like mad for. And there were these hives and we got to see the bees coming in and out. And then we all put on our little beekeeper outfits, you know, like the headgear and the hat and the things. And I was psyched and they looked so fluff and cute. Like the kids looked so amazing and they were being so good and we were so into it. We went up to the back and there was this African hive where it's just basically it's a different shape and it's just a different style of beehive. But anyway... Adina was, we were standing back and Adina was picking up the trays um, and we were watching like each tray that got picked up. There was more of the little um, like honeycomb type things as they go, they go in there and getting towards like they were making more pods and little things and finding out all this interesting stuff about bees. And I was getting so excited. I went and got my camera and I came back. And the thing is, like, obviously, when you're opening up a hive, the bees are pissed. Like, well, they're not pissed. They're just sort of like on high alert. And you can tell, like, the buzzing gets a little more intense. Um, Yeah, because you're like disturbing their home. And they have a queen. Like, so each hive has its own queen. And when we pulled out, or when Adina pulled out the row with the queen in it, you know, there was a lot more activity from the bees. Now the bees will come and land on you and they're not, they're not necessarily gonna do anything. They're just sussing you out, which, you know, letting you know that, hey, you're a bit close or whatever. Um, like I've got my home girl, my queen in there, like I'm protecting her, that's my job. And if you don't touch them and you don't move, and that's the key with bees, is like you just stay super calm. You don't, and no sudden movements, no swatting or anything and they'll leave you alone. Like they're not out to hurt you. They're just going to go about their buzzy bee business. Anywho, they'd been landing on us all morning, but Oki finally sees one land on his arm or his chest and he swats, right? And starts to panic. And of course, as he swats, like maybe he squashed one or something and the pheromones, well, then they they all start coming for Oki. And of course, like the natural instinct is to like fly all your arms around. And long story short, the bees, he got a couple of bee bites on his arm through his shirt. He was such a trooper. He did not cry. My heart sunk. Like I felt so bad. Like he'd never been bitten by bees before. It was a whole big deal. Like he freaked out. Obviously I panicked. Um, the, the fun mum, amazing experience that I thought I was giving my kids turned into like, <laughs> I've just abused my poor children by making them come to a beehive. Um, like that's was my initial thought. And, The song that then was playing in my head was like that Bon Jovi, like it's going up in flames. Like, how does it go now? I can't even remember. Oh, it'll come to me. But you know, like it's going down in burning flames. Like, basically, my fun mum day was destroyed. And it was all my fault and I felt so bad. And once I got him in the car and we got changed like out of our long clothes and everything, I'm like, what do you want to do, buddy? What can mommy do to make you feel better? And he said, McDonald's. And I was like, yeah, totally on it. I'm on it. We're doing a mercy dash to McDonald's, which they got their chicken nuggets. And by the way, I had a couple of people message me saying, you know, it's a little bit disappointing that you take your kids to McDonald's. Like it's not great food. And off. Oh, No shit, it's not great food. It's McDonald's. Like, I grew up on having a treat at McDonald's, like occasionally, like whenever something great would happen, whenever we'd finish riding the horses or a netball game, my family took us to McDonald's and I turned out okay. It is not something we eat every day. It is a sometimes food, it is a rarity, and the kids love it. So, can we all just cool our jets? I'm, you know, the kids you know what this is the thing this is the messy part i let my kids have treats i don't care because 80% of the time i know they're eating well i know they're eating great food i if 20% of the time they you know indulge in some processed food or some lollies or some this or that or we're going to enjoy an ice cream on a hot day or whatever it is i am totally cool with that It's what they're doing most of the time that I focus on, not some of the time. So that's my jive. So if you're one of the people who were concerned that I was feeding my kids McDonald's because of my Instagram posts, it's cool. They're fine. I'm fine. We're cool with our choices. And there's, you know, you do you. They're okay. Like the kids, they're having fun. We're okay. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I oh, that's the song. We're going down in a blaze of glory. Oh, I don't know the words. Na 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 na. Nah. I'm going down. That was a song that was then playing in my head. Um, when I never drew first, but I drew first blood, I'm the devil's son. Yeah, you get the gist. So often, if you haven't worked it out by now, I have little theme songs going in my head of different moments. It's like the music that would be going on to my life's movie often pops up in my head throughout my day. So it went from like, I have the tiger feeling like I was saving the world to going down a blaze of glory. Um... So that was my Sunday. And you know what? This was all before one o'clock in the day. So needless to say, that was eventful. But, you know, this is the thing that I think I wanted this whole podcast to be about is it's just messy. Like we can have the best intentions. We can have the best laid plans. We can, you know our heart can be in the right place. Our Everything could be planned and it can all go to shit in the blink of an eye. And that shouldn't detract from the fact that, you know, we're doing our best and everyone, I keep coming back to this. Everyone has a complete shit show that they're not talking about. I just happen to have a podcast that gets to discuss so many of the random things that are going on. The boys are fine. Oki was not allergic, which was my first thing. I was like, he's never been bitten by a bee. What if he's allergic? Um, he's not, thankfully. The beautiful Adina rubbed some camphor leaf straight on there and it was phenomenal, Like, which got the stingers out and the swelling went down, total natural remedy. And she was phenomenal. The boys are still psyched about bees that wasn't the bee's fault. They were doing their amazing natural little like on guard thing. I highly rate bees. It is definitely going to be my next tattoo. I'm definitely going to get a bee. Maybe I'm just going to wait a little bit until the trauma of, um, (laughs) me putting my children in the bee situation, but they love them. I was really conscious to make sure that, um, We speak really positive about the bees. We look at all the pictures from the bees and Oki has a really positive association with bees because I don't want him to like wig out every time he sees a bee now because it bit him. I just told him, like Adina suggested that he's like Spider-Man. He's like extra strong now because he's got like some bee venom in him. (laughs) Add that to the list of things that I tell my children that's kind of a half truth for their own good who else does that? Who else tells like little, tiny little um, fibs (laughs) to their kids to help them navigate life's trickier situations? Because there's a few, right? So yeah, but I am going to try and get this podcast out to date because i also want to share that this next message which is really really important we are in the midst if you are in new south wales um we are in the midst of a really devastating bushfire emergency at the moment and my absolute heart thoughts prayers all of it goes out to anyone who's directly affected Um, it's just mind boggling at the devastation that's coming with this. And I know how hopeless and helpless we can feel as people watching on with so many of the world's disasters and the catastrophic events that are unfolding. And I know how helpless it can make you feel and damaging and worrying, um, that these instances you know, evoke within us and I am not immune. So what I want to invite everyone to do is where you feel hopeless, look, instead of getting lost in that emotion and that panic and that worry, look at one thing that you can do right now to benefit, help, support, encourage anything that's a more positive frame for that area that is occupying you if it is the bushfires there are so many amazing um people and funds out there that need our help financially if you can donate $5 $10 whatever it is to a cause that's either helping rehabilitate the animals that is providing you know necessary shelter for the or or food or meals for the hundreds of homes that were lost have a look. They're there. Like look for the helpers. Look for the people who are doing the work on the ground and see where you can help them. The same thing with our oceans. Look where you can help. With our drought, look where you can help. Don't let the paralysis of fear and dread and overwhelm stop us from doing good Let's look at how we can turn it around and how we can help and contribute. Even if it's just sharing posts, making awareness, even if it's having the conversations that matter, start talking about it. Start a little movement. Move, support those who are part of the movement. And generate some positivity and some support and some camaraderie and awareness for what we can do so i'm definitely going to um look at where i can you know contribute a little bit of financial support i know that there's donations being called out all across um instagram and facebook and the community for clothing um to go direct to the victims who have lost their homes toys, that sort of thing. So that's where I'm going to direct my time and my resources. I know I have some clothes, um, and blankets and things like that, that can hopefully go to people in need. And I know I always keep a bag under the stairs, um, where I put, toys and things that the kids are no longer playing with and clothes that I, as I go through my wardrobe and things like that, that are no longer like in high rotation for me. Um, just to keep our life a little more simple and to, you know, not have a ton of things lying around so that we are only using and storing what we need because there are people out there who, absolutely will be so grateful for the things that we don't need anymore and it comes back to that being really conscious about what you purchase but that's a whole other topic but for the people who need our help the most right now at the time of this podcast airing in New South Wales and I think it's even up in Queensland there was like 47 fires this morning there was 70 something yesterday to the fire brigades to the SES to all of those amazing on the ground workers who are giving up their their time and putting their life on the line and the the people in the hospitals who are dealing with all of the smoke inhalation and thank you. If you know someone who was on the front lines of fighting this absolutely catastrophic time within um, New South Wales and Australia's history, Please send my love. Let them know that, you know, we are all thinking of them and we are so grateful for the work that they are doing. And in the message of this podcast, I don't want us to get bogged down into the things that go wrong within our life. Let us try and find the silver lining. Let us try and find the funny side and the positives. No funny side of the fires. I will say that now. There is nothing funny about that. In terms of what I was talking about earlier, the bees—that that is what I'm referring to. And to end this podcast on a lighter note, because I don't want to like bum you all out. I want us to focus on what we can do, not what we can't. So get like your little thinking caps on, look at what you can do, the cost of a coffee, you know, we'll give someone um, something and we can all do something. We can all support those who need us. Because if you're listening to this podcast, we are one of the lucky ones. Honestly, we are so fortunate to live in this amazing country and we are so fortunate to have what we have when so many do not. So let's look at what we can do today, embrace the messiness that is our life. And if we are one of the fortunate ones, the best thing that we can do is widen our circle and you know, offer some other people a seat at the table and see what we can do to support those who need us today. Whatever that looks like for you, however that shows up for you, honor that. And I bet the payoff for doing something really great for someone else, you're gonna feel really great too. So you're not only gonna help them, I guarantee it's gonna give you the warm and fuzzies. So yeah, let me know what you end up doing to support those who need us today. Thanks guys.